Amen. Let somebody know it's time for the word. We give you the word for one hour, one solid hour. Get your Bible. Let's get right into God's word. Romans chapter number 12, because we are doing a series, Renew Your Mind. It's time, man. Religion and tradition. Religion and tradition of man. You need to renew your mind. Amen. Renew your mind. That's what you have to do this morning. Amen. Get your Bible. Let's get right into God's word. All right. Romans chapter 12. And we're going to be looking at verse 1, 2, and 3. Romans chapter number 12. All right. Renew your mind. Romans chapter 12. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercy of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. So we are teaching you the word of God, but you can't know the word of God until you renew your mind. Listen to what it says. You can't know the word of God for your life until you renew your mind. That's why this is so very important. Romans chapter 12, verse 1. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercy of God, that you, number one, present your body living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God. How am I going to do all that? You're going to do it because God's going to save you. That's what's going to happen. He's already died for your sins, buried, raised again from the dead. And you're going to turn your heart over to the Lord because he has called you to salvation. That's how it's going to happen. And the Holy Spirit is going to take over and begin to lead and guide your life. That's how it's going to happen. All right. Then you're going to know the will of God for your life. Let me read that same thing out of Romans chapter 12 out of the good news. I'm doing the good news today. Romans chapter 12 and verse number 1. Out of the good news. So then, my brothers, because of God's great mercy to us, I appeal to you, offer yourselves as a living sacrifice to God, dedicated to his service and pleasing to him. This is the true worship that you should offer. Do not conform yourself to the standards of this world, but let God transform you inwardly by a complete change of your mind. Then you'll be able to know the will of God, what is good and is pleasing to him and what is perfect. So you're not going to know the will of God until you renew your mind. You're going to have to become one of God's children. God is not going to give you the word of God if you don't want him. God's not going to teach you the word of God when you reject him. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you now for making us one of your children, making us one of your sons and daughters. And now this word become our inheritance. Everything that you have become our inheritance, even eternal life. We thank you for your wisdom, your knowledge, your understanding, our inheritance, because now we are the children, sons of the living God. Now, thank you for the Holy Spirit who teaches us, leads us, and guides us now. And we thank you for the cross work of Jesus Christ, his finished work. We give you praise and glory now. Now, minister to those listeners out there. And I give you praise. Hello, church family. Good morning. All right. Now, what I'm doing this morning is continuing. We've been talking about renew your mind. That's what I want you to do today. What, what do your pastor want more, most, for, most of all in your life for you? Renew your mind. I don't want you to think it's done. I want you to know it's done. And when you know, that means you know you have the Holy Spirit. And you can't guess on this. If someone lives in your house, you know it. It's not a game. If the Holy Spirit lives in you, you know it. He'll let you know he's there. So you need to make sure that you're a believer in Christ's death, bed, and resurrection. And making sure that you have the Holy Spirit living in you. 
Okay, so what we're going to talk about today is Romans chapter number 8, verse 6 again. Go to Romans 8 and 6. I'm not going to be able to give you all that good stuff I gave you this morning. Uh, Romans chapter 8, verse 6, but I got a lot of good stuff. Amen. Romans chapter 8, we're going to read verse 5. It says, for they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh. This is how you know a person not saved. How do you know a person not saved? They that are after the flesh, they walk after the flesh. This is how they live their life. They mind the things of the flesh. But they that are after the spirit, the things of the spirit. Verse 6 is where we get our subject. For to be calmly minded is death. God gave you the definition for death. To be calmly minded is death. Then he gave you life. Same verse, Romans 8 and 6. But to be spiritual minded is life and peace. Now that teaching is already on the podcast from last week, last Wednesday, and last Friday. All right. And then all of those ones have been calling in, asking questions concerning their, our ministries, concerning things in the Bible. Uh, we call them beyond the, the message. You can also get those on your podcast. All right. Now, watch what else he says. Because the carnal mind, we read Romans 8 and 7. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God. For it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. Your, your natural mind will not obey the word of God. Your natural mind will not obey the word of God. And then in verse number nine, eight, verse 8, So then they that are in the flesh, who are not saved, cannot please God. So he's telling you now, if you, if you have not renewed your mind, you cannot please God. Nothing you can do to please God. Because you have not renewed your mind. Verse number nine. But you, he's talking to the church now. But you are not in the flesh. This is a person that's in, this is a person that's in Christ. If a person's soul is in Christ. They, they are not in the flesh. They are in the spirit. If so be that the spirit of God, watch this, lives in you. So I say if you have Christ living in you, you know it. There's no way you're going to have someone living in your house and you don't know it. And if, you, if Christ is living in you and you don't know it, why don't you say to the Lord, Lord, I want to know you here. Let me know you here. He said he would manifest himself to you. Don't take this for granted. Don't just, well, maybe I got the Holy Spirit, maybe I don't. You, no, no, no. You got the Holy Spirit, you're supposed to know it. Verse number eight. So then they that are in the flesh cannot please God, but you are not in the flesh, but you are in the Spirit. If so be that the Spirit of God lives in you. Now, if any man have not the spirit of Christ, he is none of his. If you don't have the spirit of Christ living in you, you are not God's child. But watch what it says in verse 10, because we're going to go to this, because we're talking about to be carnal mind is death. If Christ be in you, the body is dead. Talk spiritual talk. If Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin. But now the spirit is life. See, this is what happened while sin lost his power. Once Christ come inside of you, the body is dead because of sin. Now the spirit is life because of righteousness. So that's what you got to understand. It took the Holy Spirit to come inside of your body and inside your soul and resurrect, give life to your mortal body, give life to your soul. All right, now, because of that, we're talking about to be carnal minded is death. Now, I gave you some things this morning, and I'm going to pick up right after that. So this is going to be part eight. I gave you volume number one, part one, two, three, four, five, six. This morning I gave you part seven. Now I'm giving you part eight. In part one, I says... Volume one, I said, how do I renew my mind? You got the tape on podcast. How do I renew my mind? 
Then I gave you part two, part three and four. Be renewed in the spirit of your mind. All that's on your podcast. Ready for you to get it. Free. Let me say it again. Free. And then on your podcast, part five and six, to be spiritually minded is life. To be spiritually minded is life. That's what I taught you on part five and six on volume one. Volume seven this morning, I told you to be calling minded is death. I'm going to continue that today at the 11 o'clock hour. Right now, to be calmly minded is death. Now, what do that mean? I gave you four scriptures this morning to show you that. To be calmly minded is death. Let's go to the last one I gave you. To be calmly minded. Uh, you, hear, you hear this scripture all the time. Galatia 6 and 7. I, I've been hearing this since I've been growing up in the ministry you know, I'm, I'm 40 years in the ministry now. But you always heard people taking up an offering. And when they take up the offering, they always says, yeah, you're going to reap what you sowed. And then people will say, okay, but you sold to the flesh. They don't even consider what the word says. They're looking at an offering. This is not talking about an offering. Listen to it real good. Galatians chapter 6, verse 7. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. Whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. Whatever he sow, that shall he reap. Now, sowing is how you live your life. So verse number eight says, he that soweth to his flesh, you're going to reap corruption. If you live your life after the flesh, you're going to reap corruption. But if he shows his to the spirit, if you walk out for the spirit and let your life be led by the spirit, you're going to reap life everlasting. Now, that is not what people are teaching you. People are teaching you that you can be water baptized in Jesus' name, take communion in Jesus' name, uh, you know, get foot, all this stuff, where would eternal life come from? That's what you need to ask the person that you're following. You're following somebody, ask them the question, how do I get eternal life? The Bible just got through telling you that eternal life is a gift from God. All you have to do is receive it. Now, I'm going to give it to you right here. Let's go right. I just gave it to you here. Let me give it to you here again. Then we're going to go to Romans and show it to you. Galatians chapter 6 and verse 8 says, He that soweth to his flesh shall reap of the flesh corruption. But if you will sow your life or live out for the spirit of the spirit, you're going to reap life everlasting. Right. Now, let's see. What the word of God says. Let me show you two more places. Romans chapter 6 and verse 23. Because we're getting ready to show you this word death. Death came because of sin. So Romans 5 and 12 said, For by one man sin entered into the world. And then death by sin. The word death by sin means death because of sin. All right? So there was no death until sin came. All right? Now, in Romans chapter 6, we read now the King James, Romans 6 and 23. The wages of sin is death. The wages of sin is death. The wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life. Don't forget that. The gift of God is eternal life. Now, what is people telling you? The gift of God is eternal life. Now, somebody tell you, you can get water baptized, get eternal life, or you can, all this other stuff they talked about in the church, get eternal life, taking communion, foot washing, 
You can't get eternal life no other way but free. God give you eternal life when you receive Christ Jesus as the payment for your sin. That's how you get eternal life. Eternal life is a free gift. Let me show you nothing. That was Romans chapter 6, verse 23. The wage of sin is death, but the gift of God, the gift of God is eternal life. Well, what is the gift of God? See, that's the thing, the word of God. So teach the word of God. See, I don't teach. I teach the word of God. I don't teach about the word of God. I teach the word of God. I don't just give you something. I talk for 15, 20 minutes. I'm, ex- I'm here to explain to you the scriptures. I'm here to take the word of God and teach you the word of God so you can know your Bible. And when you know your Bible, you can't be deceived by people who teaching you a lot of stuff out their heads. I got to teach you the word. And you're going to teach the word, you compare spiritual to spiritual. Let me show it to you. I'm not going to just tell you that. Let me tell you how you teach the word. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. We go back to Romans chapter 6. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 13. This is how you teach the word. Which things, so I'm going to have to bag up. I'm going to have to bag up. And verse 11. 1 Corinthians 2, 11. For what man knoweth the things of a man, say the spirit of man which is in him? Even so the things of God knoweth all man, but the spirit of God which is in him. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God. Why do we receive the Holy Spirit? That we might know the things that are freely, freely given to us of God. Which things also we speak, Paul says. Not in the words which man wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Ghost teaches. How do the Holy Ghost teach us? Comparing spiritual with spiritual. The Word, and show you in another place in the Word, well, that goes together. Or he would take the New Covenant and let you know this is what Jesus says or well, this is what Noah did or Adam did. That's what the Bible does. It's comparing the Bible with the Bible, spiritual with spiritual. It's not what I think. You can't put what you think in and teach the Bible. You can't give earthly wisdom, earthly knowledge, and tell people what they ought to do, and you teaching the Bible. I'm, my message is called Renew Your Mind. I got to go in the Word and show you how to do it by the Word. I just can't sit here and talk for a half hour. That's not teaching the Word. That's man wisdom. All right. Now Galatians chapter 6 once again. God told you to be not deceived. God not mock. Whatsoever man soweth. That shall he also reap. Verse number 8. But he that soweth to his flesh of the flesh reap corruption. He that soweth to the spirit of the spirit reap life. So you reap life. I thought to give you one more in Romans chapter 5 verse 17. I gave you Romans chapter 6 verse 23. The ways of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. But what is the gift of God? Romans chapter 5 verse 17 told you what the gift of God is. For if by one man our fist death reign, much more, they which receive the abundance of grace, watch this, and the gift of righteousness. So what is the gift of God? See, Romans 6, 23, always heard people say, yeah, the gift of God is eternal life. But they never tell you what the gift of God is. The gift of God is the gift of righteousness. Well, what is the gift of righteousness? I'm glad you asked. Romans 5, 17 says, For if by one man our fist death reign much more, they which receive the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one Jesus Christ. So the gift of righteousness is the gift of God. But who is the gift of righteousness? Let's back up. See, 1 Corinthians 1, 30. 
See, the Bible explains itself. You just have to keep studying the word so you can get to it. 1 Corinthians 1, 1 and 30. But of him are you in Christ Jesus, who of God is made unto us. Here he is. Jesus Christ is made unto us wisdom, righteousness, sanctification, redemption. So when I preach redemption, I preach Christ is redemption. Christ is my redemption. What is the word redemption? The word redemption has one meaning. And that's forgiveness of sins. So if I have redemption, then I got forgiveness of sins. So if, if I already have this, why would you tell me I got to be water baptized to get forgiveness of sins? Why would you tell me that I got to take communion to have forgiveness of sins? See, that's what I'm saying. People, Christ has already finished his work. But people don't want to give us what God gave us. We want to make it seem like it's so hard. You got to do this. You got to do this. No, you don't have to do that. Just receive what God has already done for you. All right. First Corinthians 1 and 30 said, Of him are you in Christ Jesus. Of God is made on us wisdom, righteousness, sanctification, and redemption, that according as it is written, he that glories, watch this, let him glory in the Lord. While people glorying in their churches, while they glory in water baptism, while they glory in Passover, while they glory in it because they're not glorying in the Lord. I only spoke the glory in the Lord in this house. We only glory in one man in his name is the Lord Jesus Christ. He gets all the glory. We'll say it, but we'll turn around and we'll talk about baptism for 15 minutes. We'll talk about communion for 15 minutes. We'll talk about foot. Why are you glowing in the flesh? All that's flesh. Let's move on. Now, I want to take you to some things that I didn't get, you, uh, get to you this morning. Uh, I, got, I, I got a lot of words for you, but there's some things I didn't get to this morning. I want to uh, give them to you today. As a matter of fact, I want to show you a parable. Because, see, there's death. The word death means absent of life. There's natural death. It's the end of human existence. Natural death. Natural death is the end of human existence. Then there's eternal death. Eternal death is God's punishment for the souls of the sinners. That means eternal death, that the soul of the sinner will die eternally. So I showed you this morning spiritual death. Now spiritual death is separated from God. Now, every person that's not saved, that do not have the Holy Spirit in you, you are separated from God. You have to be joined to the Lord. So when God give you the Holy Spirit, so why did Christ come? He came to die for our sins so we can receive the Holy Spirit so I can be connected back to the spirit realm again. So if you're not saved, you are separated from God. You know, it's an awesome thing to know that God is the power. You got electrical power in your house. It has all your electricity. When they build your house, they put all electricity and they left you a little plug. And all you got to do is take your appliances and plug them into the electricity. And your appliances will work. Well, that's how it works with you. God has given you all the power and the resources you need through his son Christ. And all you need to do is take your soul, your life, and plug into Christ. And if you do that, you'll be connected to him again. That's what God gave you the Holy Spirit for. So you can be joined back together with Christ. Let me show you that scripture. I don't like to tell you anything that I don't show you the scripture. 2 Corinthians chapter number 6. 
2 Corinthians chapter 6. I just want to show you just that one verse. When you are joined to the Lord, you become one spirit. What an, what, what an awesome thing. You got to be joined to the Lord. You can't just be, well, I go to church. Like 1 Corinthians chapter number 6 here. I think I had 2 Corinthians 6. 1 Corinthians chapter 6. And verse 17. 1 Corinthians 6, 17. But he that's joined to the Lord. Just want to make sure I give you the scripture. 1 Corinthians 6, 17. But he that's joined to the Lord is one spirit. So I cannot become one with the Lord until I'm joined. Well, how a person joined? Let me show you that in Romans chapter 7. I see the Holy Ghost taking us another way here. We're going to follow. How as a man joined to the Lord? Let's go to Romans 7. The Apostle Paul taught this in Romans chapter 7. Because it's no difference than when my wife and I got married. So if you get married, you become one flesh. But when she received Christ and I received Christ, both of us now were joined to the Lord. We became one with Christ. And so we have to understand that's what about marriage. Marriage is going to work out, but both of you got to be joined to the Lord. Now watch what it says in Romans chapter 7. Paul was talking about release from the law, but how, how do they get free from the law? Romans chapter 7 and verse number 1. Know ye not, brethren, I speak to them that know the law, how that the law had dominion over man as long as he liveth. First Timothy 2. Now he's going to give you a marriage, a husband and a wife. For the woman which has a husband is bound by the law to her husband as long as he liveth. Remember, it's only as long as he liveth. But watch what happened. If the husband be dead, she is loose from the law of her husband. Now, we must understand this. When a, when a man and a woman get married in Christ, in Christ now, they are joined together. Physically, they are physically joined together. His body now becomes her body, spiritually. When they're in Christ, it's the same principle happened in Christ. They both now have the same Father. They are joined together by the Holy Spirit. All right? Now, that's why people will say, well, we got married, we joined together. Wait a minute. First of all, if both of you are not in Christ, then God not going to join you together in the flesh. Let me say it again. If two people are not in Christ, if that man, that woman, if both is not in Christ, God can't join them together. See, when God joins you together, you become one. But first to become one in the flesh, you must become one in the spirit. All right, let's keep going. Romans chapter 7 and verse number 3. So then, if while her husband liveth, she be married to another man, she shall be called an adulteress. But if her husband be dead, she is free. Now remember, if the husband is dead, then she's free. She's free from the law so that she is no adulteress, though she be married to another man. All right. So otherwise, if anything happened to me, for example, then my wife can marry another man only in Christ. But she's free from the law of my husband, of her husband, because that law is over. When I died, the law of marriage ended. Now, Paul is giving you an example. So what happens is now my wife can, is free to go marry who she wants to only in the Lord. That means the other person got to be in Christ. All right, verse number four. Wherefore, my brother, he's going to use that for example. Verse four, he's going to say, now, wherefore, my brethren, you are become dead to the law by the body of Christ. So otherwise, once a person's in Christ, he's dead to the law. That you should be married to another, even to him who is raised from the dead. Talking about Christ. That we should now bring forth fruit to God. 
All right. So once God, once a person, he's telling them, that we were not on the law, but I'm just teaching it anyway. Once a person is in Christ, now he's no longer married to the law. He's now dead to the law. All right, by the body of Christ. So in verse number five says, for when we were in the flesh, remember, you're not in the flesh anymore. So he says, when we were in the flesh. So that's why you got to know Romans 5. I mean, really, the book of Romans is just so powerful doctrine. It said, when we were in the flesh, the motions of sins, which were by the law, did work in our members to bring forth fruit, watch this, to death. So these things that go operate in your life, if you don't modify them, that was Colossians 3, 5, Romans 8, 13, get the tape from this morning. If you don't modify them by the Holy Spirit, then they will, their whole purpose is, is when, the, when you die in the flesh, your soul can't get out. So you got to understand something I'm going, to show you, I'm going to show you the whole purpose of so you will die in your sins. See, the enemy wants to accomplish something out of this. And God has come and sent his son that you won't die in your sins. I'm showing you the only way you're going to get out of this flesh is Christ came to set you free from this flesh. He came to lead you out of this house. So when your flesh dies, then Christ will take your soul into eternity with him. Man, that's a good news there. I said that's good news. All right, now watch this. Romans chapter 7, verse 5. We were in the flesh. When we were in the flesh, the motion of sin, which was by the law, did work in our memory, but it was to bring us to death. But now, we are delivered. This is what has to happen to you. Christ must come in you and deliver your soul from death. Romans 7, 24 says, O wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from the body of this death? This body going to die. I checked my calculator this morning before I left. This past, the 5th of June, there was 109,000 people died in three months. I checked this morning, 112,000 has died in America in three months. There's nearly 40,000 people a month. Isn't that something? A hundred and twelve thousand people have died since the middle of March in America. Because of the coronavirus. People are dying all around you. But the key is, are you going to die in that flesh? Or are you going to, if the flesh died, you're going to be able to say to the people, I'm not there. I chose to follow Jesus and I gave my life to the Lord Jesus Christ. So when my flesh dies, I'm going to live with the Lord for eternity because your flesh is going to die. Romans chapter 7. What shall we say then? Is the law sin? God forbid. Nay, I had not known sin but by the law. For I had not known lust except the law has said thou should not covet. For without the law, sin was dead. I was alive without the law once, Paul says. But when the commandment came, sin revived and I died. And the commandment which was once, which was a day in the life, I found to be under death. Sin taken occasion by the commandment deceived me and by it slew me. Now here's a man said because he tried to keep the law, he was deceived. That's what I'm trying to tell you. If you're trying to get water baptized to be saved, you've been deceived. The law deceived you because the law cannot get rid of sin. 
Well, let me show it to you. Galatians chapter 2, verse 21. Galatians 3, 21. I'm going to show you two verses. Galatians 2, 21 says, I do not frustrate the grace of God. If righteousness come by the law, then Christ is dead in vain. Otherwise, if God could have made you righteous without killing his son, wouldn't he done it? Listen to it again. I do not frustrate the grace of God. Talking about the cross. If righteousness come by the law, then Christ is dead in vain. If God could have made you righteous by law, then why kill Christ? Galatians chapter 3, verse 21. Galatians 3, 21. Is, is the law then against the promises of God? God forbid. For if there had been a law given, which could have given life, if God could have given any law that could have given life, righteousness should have been by the law. But the only reason law could not make a man righteous because man could not keep the law. That's Romans chapter 8. See, all this is just so good here. I got some place I got to take you to. Romans chapter 8. There's therefore now. There's verse 1. There's therefore now no condemnation to them which are in, in Christ Jesus, who walk not the flesh but after the spirit. The law, the spirit of life in Christ Jesus, watch this, has made me free from the law of sin and death. So the law, the spirit of life, by Christ giving me his life, made me free from the law of sin and death. The resurrection of Jesus Christ. First Corinthians, let me show it to you. First Corinthians chapter 15. All the way through the word of God. Over and over and over. First Corinthians chapter 15 verse 17. Just one verse. First Corinthians 15 17. If Christ be not raised from the dead. If Christ be not raised from the dead. Your faith is vain. And you are yet in your sins. That's awesome. If God did not raise Jesus from the dead, you will be yet in your sins. Why? Romans 4, 25. See, you got to know this word. Romans chapter 4, verse 25. Watch what it says. Who, has, who was delivered? He was delivered for our offenses. That was our sins. God put Christ on the cross because of our sins. But he was raised from the dead for our justification. He was raised from the dead to make us right with God. So give him the glory. Give him the praise. Hallelujah. Now, let's go, let's go to John chapter 8. Oh, my God, my God. Watch what John chapter 8 is going to tell you. We're going to start reading. John chapter 8. Now, now this, is, this is an awesome thing in John. Because when we start this out, we show the woman taking the very act of adultery. But I'm not going to teach that today. I want to go down to verse 21. Because Jesus is still dealing with these same people. Now, in verse 21, then said Jesus again to those, I go my way. And you shall seek me, he says. And watch what Jesus is going to say. You shall die in your sins. Watch what he tell them. John 8, 21. Then said Jesus to them Jews, I go my way. You're going to seek me. And you're going to die in your sins. Whether I go, you cannot come. Wait a minute. If they're going to die in their sins, where are the sins? In the flesh. In the flesh. Let's go back to Romans. We'll come right back here. Let's go back to Romans. Watch what the Apostle Paul is going to tell you. I read this, Romans chapter 7, and then I turn, I'm going to go back to it. But this is the reason why. Romans chapter 7. And verse number 14. We know that the law is spiritual, but I'm carnal. I'm sold on the sin. For that which I do, I lie not. For what I would, that do I not. But what I hate, that do I. 
If then I do that which I would not, I consent unto the law that is good. Now then, is no more I that do it. Wait, hold, hold it, hold it. Wait a minute. What are you saying? Now then, verse 17, Romans 7, 17. Now then, it is no more I that do it, but it's sin that dwelling in me. Sin that's living in me. Now if sin is living in the flesh, how can you wash off water and get the sin out the flesh? Come on, brother. Come on, talk to me. I just hate to keep seeing people deceived. Just because grandma believed that and great-grandma believed that. No, listen, I don't care how many pastors have gone before me. If they missed it, they missed it. Sin is in the members of your flesh. And if you don't put it off and put on Christ by the Holy Spirit, you're going to die in your sins and your soul is going to go into everlasting torment. My job is to tell you the truth. Romans chapter number 17. We're in Romans chapter 7, verse 17. Oh, this is so good. Verse 17. Now then, it's no more I that do it. But it's sin that living in me. For I know that's in me, that is in my flesh, dwelleth no good thing. For the will is present with me. How to perform that which is good, I find not. For the good that I would, I do not, but the evil which I would not, that I do. So Paul says, I want to do right. And then I find myself doing wrong. Sin lives in the flesh. And until the Holy Spirit comes in the house, you don't have power over your flesh. Turn over a new leaf every year. But how many leaves you turn over so far? You still haven't changed. Until you stop the game and say, Lord, I believe it your way. you the way, the truth, and the life. No man can come to the Father but by you. I'm going to do it your way. I'm going to receive your word. I'm going to receive your son. I'm going to receive his work, his death, bed, and resurrection. I'm going to see, receive your Holy Spirit. Watch your change. Just watch your change. Every day, watch the change. You've been trying to do it all these years, but you never changed. People baptize you two or three times. Some of y'all have been baptized at every church you go to, but you haven't changed. And the reason you haven't changed, because that's not God's way to save you. Romans chapter 7, verse 17. Now then is no more I that do it, but sin that dwelleth in me. For I know that's in me, that's in my flesh, dwelleth no good thing. For the will is present with me, but how to perform that which is good I find not. For the good that I would I do not, but the evil which I would not that I do. Can't you see what problem he was having in Romans chapter 7? He was deceived. He wanted to do right, but he kept doing wrong. And he realized there's something going on because the Ananias told me that when I get baptized in water, it'll wash away my sins. But sin was not on top of my flesh. Sin was built in. It was my nature. You don't have no sins on top of your flesh. You can get them through Taking a hot shower. Sin is built into the nature. The mind, the will, the soul is all interwoven right inside your flesh. It's the old man. You got to pull the whole thing off. Just pull it off. And let God put you on a new man, a new heart a new mind, a renewed spirit. 
so you can be like your father, holy, pleasing to him. And stop trying to fake it till you make it. It's not going to work. I don't care how much that person tell you, oh, I've been changed, I'm saved. Let me tell you something. This is how you do it. Step on his foot and see won't he bark. If he a dog, he's going to bark. You ever heard the story of the little pig? We call this a little pig. And this little pig was all decked out. You know, you got people, they, they, they got different kinds of pets. But we call this a little pig pet here. And the little pig pet was all little apron on, little diaper on, little, you know, little eels. All oh, just little, isn't really pretty? Just, that's my pet. He lives in the house with me. He's still a pig. And one day, the owner left the window cracked. Left the window cracked, and the pig would just walk around the house. But all of a sudden, the pig got up on the bed and looked outside and saw that big, beautiful pond of dirty water. You know what that pig did? He got out of that window. He went out there and got in that dirty water and just turned over. See, we used to, we used to raise hogs. See, we used to raise hogs. And they'll lay in their back. They'll turn their side. They'll take their nose, their smile, they'll dig it all down that mud and go, oh, this is so good. He's a pig. He likes the mud. And that's what happened when a man not saved. He loved the flesh and the things of the flesh. That's why you got to make sure he's saved. A man can say he love you, but if you're not saved, he's lying. He love your flesh. Oh, hallelujah. Now, let's, let's go to this thing. We're going to look at the, a John. Now, let's go back to John. Paul said, it was sin that was in my flesh. Let's go back to John chapter number 8, verse 21. Then said Jesus to them, I go my way. You shall seek me, and you're going to die in your sins. That whether I go, you cannot come. Then the Jews says, will you kill yourself? Because he says, whether I go, you cannot come. We're in John chapter 8, verse 23. He said to them, you are from beneath. I am from above. You are of this world. I am not of this world. And then verse 21, he's going to tell them again. I said therefore to you that you shall die in your sins. If you believe not that I am he, you shall die in your sins. Where is that, pastor? If a person is going to die in their sins, what does it mean? Romans chapter 7 again. You're going to go down with the ship. That's what it means. I'm going to bury your body in the grave. Got to be real today, church. You got to be real. It's an awesome thing to know you're going to die. You about to get out of that ship before it sink. Your body going down to the dust. If not saved, your soul going down with it. Got to make sure you're saved. This ain't no game. Romans chapter 7. Paul says in verse 20, Now if I do that, I would not. It's no more I that do it. But it's sin that liveth in me. In verse 21, he says, I find then a law. When I would do good, evil is present with me. I delight in the law of God after the inward man, but I see another law in my members, warring against the law of my mind and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin, which is in my members. That's where he cried out, O wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from the body of this death? Who gonna deliver me of this dying body? Because once you came into the world, your physical body began to die. Who going to deliver you? Let's go to Luke 16. And we're going to close this out with a parable. 
I may not be able to finish. Maybe I can finish next week, but I really just want to show it to you. Luke 16 and verse 19. Jesus taught on the parable of the rich man and Lazarus. Luke chapter 16 and verse 19. That was a rich man. <laughs> what an awesome thing. That was a rich man. Which was clothed in purple. Fine linen. And he fared sumptuously. There was a certain beggar named Lazarus, which was laid in his gate, full of sores. And the Bible said, designed to be fed with the crumbs, which fell from the rich man's table. More of the dogs came and looked his sores. He came to pass that the beggar died. Watch this now. And was carried by angels into Abraham's bosom. Abraham's bosom is a type of the kingdom of God. He was carried into Abraham's bosom. But the Bible said the rich man died and was buried. Said nothing about the rich man. Not now. Not now. But here it is. This beggar died and was carried by angels into Abraham's bosom or the kingdom of God. But the Bible says the rich man died also. That's all he said, the rich man. That's a a tough eulogy, isn't it? The rich man died also. Now, but it don't stop there. The rich man died. It came to pass that the beggar died and was carried by Abraham. Abraham bosom and rich man died and was buried. That's all that happened. He died and was buried. And in hell. He died, he's buried, now he's in hell. Yeah, your soul got eyes. That's why you can see. Your soul got ears, that's why you can hear. They call them five senses. And in hell, he lifted up his eyes, being in torment. Oh my God. Being in torment. And he seeth, so he could see, he saw Abraham afar off, and he saw Lazarus laying in Abraham's bosom. This rich man cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me. So you ought to ask for mercy now. Have mercy on me. Then he said, send Lazarus. Send Lazarus. See, Lazarus used to work for him. Lazarus used to work for him. They have Lazarus to give me some of that water he's drinking there. Send Lazarus that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I am tormented in this flame. I am tormented in this flame. I am tormented in this flame. That's what happened to him. Tormented in this flame. That's an awesome thing. Abraham says, son, remember that you in your lifetime, you receive your good things. But Lazarus, you only receive evil things. But now Lazarus is comforted. Lazarus now is comforted. Oh yeah, he lived a bad, a poor life. He was a beggar. But oh my God, now he's comforted and now you are tormented. Now you're going to have to make a choice because if you don't want Christ, that's what's going to happen to your soul. Your soul going to be tormented or your soul going to be comforted. This is an awesome story. And then in verse 26, and beside all this, he says, between us and you, you can't get to us and we can't get to you. There's a great gulf fixed. You can see Lazarus, but you can't come to him. Lazarus see you, but he can't help you. There's a great gulf fixed. So that they which would pass from hence 
to you cannot. Now the great gulf fixed is death. Just think about it. There's a great gulf fixed between me. There's death. See, you in the, you in the place where there's death. Lazarus on the other side, he in the place where there's life. That's how it is now. That's why 1 John says you pass from death to life. So either you are in death right now, living in death, and death living in you, or you living in life, and life living in you. Where are you right now? Are you in death or are you in life? What an awesome thing. Let me read that again. Verse 26. Beside all this, between us you are in a great guff. There's a great guff fix. So that they which would pass, hence, to you cannot. You are living in death just, just like it is right now. Just like it is right. What's the difference in you and a person that's not saved? The devil is their daddy. God is your father. They serve the flesh. You serve the spirit. Their world is now. Your world is eternal. Between us and you, there's a great gut fix that they which would pass hence cannot. Neither can they pass to us that will come from this. Then he says, I pray, I pray, Father Abraham, that you will send him to my father's house. My father's house. I got one request. Send him to my father's house. Abraham, listen. I have five brothers that he may testify to them that they also come into this place of torment. I got five brothers that he may testify to my brothers that they come, that they also come into this. I don't want this to happen lest they come into this place of torment. Abraham, send somebody to, to my five brothers. Warn them for me. They don't come to this place of torment. Abraham said to him, Son, listen, they have Moses and the prophets. Let them hear them. Listen, they got plenty of people who telling them the truth, but they don't want to hear it. They want to live in the flesh. They want to walk out the flesh knowing they're going to die. They have Moses and the prophets. Let them hear them. And he says, nay, Father Abraham. But if one went to them from the dead, if somebody will go to them from the dead, they will repent. Jesus did go to them even after he rose from the dead. And yet man will not repent. Yet man will not change his ways. Yet man will not turn from their wickedness. Jesus died and buried and rose again from the dead. And yet man will not change his way. Every head bowed. He said to him, if one will go to him from the grave, they will repent. He said to them, if they have Moses and the prophets, neither will they persuade it. Though one rise from the dead. If they already got Moses and all the prophets. But you know what God did? He was so merciful. Until Jesus died and buried and raised again from the dead. So you do not have to die and go to hell and spend eternity in torment where there's no water. No everlasting fire and brimstone. Which is a second death. You don't want to go there. Every head bowed. Father, now I receive Jesus Christ. I believe Christ died for my sins. I believe, he was, I believe he was buried and God raised him from the dead. I put my faith and my confidence, my trust 
and what Jesus did for me on the cross. I receive your Holy Spirit and I thank you for making me your son. You prayed that prayer with me. Welcome to the body of Christ. My time is up. I thank you for yours. Thank you for listening to the Dora Faith Ministries podcast. I hope this message was a blessing to you and we look forward to seeing you on the next episode. If you're listening on iTunes, be sure to give us a five-star rating. Also, be sure to find us online at www.mydoorfaith.org. That's www.mydoorfaith.org.